Father Dan, in his homily last week, spoke about how abundant and like recklessly generous God is with his word. He's like a sower who just throws so much seed on the land and to a point where some seed just even goes off onto the path like we heard in the gospel last week. God is unreasonably generous in that he's always speaking to us. He's not selective about who he speaks to. God actually can speak to all of us. He's speaking to all of us. We need to respond to God's word by receiving it and letting it change us, letting it actually affect our lives. It's a great homily, Dan. Well done. Did a great job. (laughs) Not just saying that because it leads beautifully to what we're saying tonight. The word of God affects our reality. It transforms our lives. It heals our minds and our hearts. How does it do that? Last week, there was a, the first reading from Isaiah, which said, Thus says the Lord, as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and do not return without watering the earth, making it yield and giving growth to provide seed for the sower and bread for the eating, so the word that goes from my mouth does not return to me empty without carrying out my will and succeeding in what it was sent to do beautiful image of how the word of God transforms us. Imagine, and it's, it's not, it's a beautiful plant, but imagine if that was a dying plant planted in the ground. Its leaves were withering. It was brown, ugly. And I grabbed a bucket of water and I just chucked it on the plant. What would happen to the plant in, in your presence? Nothing. <laughs> It'd be wet. <laughs> now, what if I got a little watering can and I gave it a little bit Every day, after some time passed, the plant will be completely transformed. Maybe a bit of fertilizer as well. (laughs) The Word of God's like that. We we actually, sometimes it's a little bit by a little bit, until eventually it transforms us. Our reality's changed. Our hearts and minds are no longer where they were. It gives life to us. Jesus today speaks about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is, you'll hear that all throughout the Gospels. You'll hear that, in fact, all throughout the Bible. It's a central theme. And I want to spend some time just explaining what it is and how it manifests itself and how the word of God actually releases it in us. It's a lot to explain, so pray for me. Here we go. Jesus said in the first example that in the world there is good and evil. There's wheat and there's there's darnel, which is weeds. Now, if you see that, it's hard to distinguish which is which until it grows and it manifests itself and then you can recognise which one's which. Now, I want to suggest that's true within us, within our hearts, that yes, there is evil influence (laughs) in all of us, but there's also the kingdom of God growing. When we see the kingdom of God growing, it's like this treasure that it's worth far beyond anything we have. Matthew says, in the Gospel of Matthew, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and reburied. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. The kingdom of God is so valuable 
that it's worth giving up everything we have to receive it. So what is it? (laughs) We hear the word kingdom, immediately our minds think of a place. Kingdom of heaven. Oh, you're talking about heaven. Or a geographical area, right? A place, kingdom. That's how our English translation gives us, you know, points us towards. But the biblical word for kingdom, basilia, is actually an action noun. It's an action that can be translated as reign or rule. The kingdom of heaven is the rule of or reign of God. It's that action. Now, what was the first thing that Jesus said when he started doing public ministry? Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As Christians, we believe that when Jesus walked the earth, the power, the presence, the reign of God was, was present in him. The reign of God had come to earth. And that had all these amazing characteristics. People's hearts were changed forever. Lepers were cleansed. Um, the deaf heard. Uh, demons were cast out. The poor were taken care of. When the reign of God hits earth, when the reign of heaven through Jesus striked earth, all this reality changed. God was in control. His power was present among the people and those around him. Jesus came as our king. He was crowned with thorns. He came in a way we didn't expect, but our king won our redemption. Amazing. Beautiful message in the Gospels. And then after he died and rose again, he sent the Holy Spirit among us that at baptism, the reign of God, the power, the presence of God, actually enters into us. That we actually have in our hearts, in our souls, the, the, the reign of God that imperfectly, yes, but it can grow like the wheat. Amazing. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Are you amazed? <laughs> When we look at our lives, we examine our minds and our hearts, often we can be focusing on the, on the, the darnel, on the wheat, on the weeds. Our minds could be in chaos because of the struggles of life. Our hearts could be taken over by fear, doubt or hurt that needs to be healed through, through life's ways. But there's also growing within us the kingdom of heaven, the reign of heaven. And the more we open up to it, the more it grows. St. Paul said that the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. As that wheat, as that kingdom grows, we notice within us peace coming, righteousness, joy springing forth in our hearts. It's amazing. And When God manifests itself in our lives, it's like his power and his reign comes forth. Now, how does this happen? How do we manifest the kingdom? What's one concrete way that we can go from here and say, I want that reign of God more and more in my life? Well, I think one way is to immerse ourselves in the word of God. Such a powerful way to to allow God to reign. See, When we immerse ourselves, like the plant I was saying, 
letting the word of God drip in every day, reading a little bit every day, we find that his word has power and it actually transforms us, that, that the chaos of our minds and hearts, that the fear or, or whatever's going on, actually loses its power. <laughs> and that the word of God, what God says about us, takes hold. What God says to us actually transforms us. If I were to give you a practical suggestion, it would be to run to the Bible after this. The Word of God is so beautiful in the Bible. People always or have asked me several times, just honestly, Father, I've picked up the Bible, I've opened it to page one, and I've read for as long as I could, and I had to give up, you know. There were all these rules, and it was, just, it was really hard to get through. Now, yes, the Bible, Catholic Bible, has a lot of books, um, a lot of Old Testament books and a lot of um, New Testament books, but it's one story. It's one continuous story that leads to Christ, and this story is broken up into all these different books. You've got like poetry, you've got um, legal writing, you've got prophetic writing, you've got stories, narratives, all sorts of things but it tells the one continuous story that leads to Christ. So if I was to give a suggestion, it'd be maybe if that's you, if it's hard to read the Bible, start with the Gospels. <laughs> start with Jesus. Run to Christ. What was he like? What was Jesus like on earth? What did he say to his followers? What did he do in the presence of people? How did he respond to sin? How did he respond to um, whatever? You know, <laughs> There's so much there. See, once we, we allow that word to seep in, we come so close to Christ and he reigns in our hearts. You'll be able to discern what wheat is and what is weed because you'll know who Christ is. You'll know the word of God intimately. Sometimes we feel like, oh, if I don't have half an hour to pray, to read the Bible, I've lost <laughs> I've lost the battle for today. I'll start again tomorrow. Now, the Word of God doesn't work like that. Even if we have one minute, that's very significant. Because, like the plant, having a minute per day across a lifetime is so powerful because it builds. It builds up slowly, slowly. It's like um, this monk in Tarawar Abbey, Father Michael Casey, said... It's like a piece of string. If you just have a little bit one day, it adds up until eventually this big yarn appears, ball of um, yarn appears, or a stein, I think it's called in German for some reason, I know that. Okay? A, big, <laughs> a big ball of yarn. Okay? It's like that with the word of God, little bit by little bit, and all of a sudden we have this history of what God has said to us in our hearts and minds, and that is powerful. So when you're reading the Bible, ask the Holy Spirit, as it says in the second reading, to pray in your heart, you know, to, to give you what, you know, that spirit intercedes with us. Ask him to direct your prayers. Then read through slowly, even if it's just one, one passage. And if anything strikes you, stay there. Okay, that word jumped off the page. Whoa, that's relevant to my life. Wow, why did that tug my heart, that particular verse or that particular thing? Write it down. These things add up. <laughs> These things will change us. I think I've made my point. <laughs>
That's enough. (laughs) So let's run to the Word of God. Amen. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.